All right, and welcome back to another episode of Who's Lifting Today? Um, just so you know, this is a previous episode from back when the podcast was called Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. So when I introduce it as so, don't worry, you are at the right podcast, and I hope you enjoy. All right, I'm very excited to do this episode. I'm very excited that I'm able to actually have this episode because this has been a very long goal of mine. And I never thought I'd be able to like tell the story, or not that I ever not thought I could, but uh, I'm just amazed how long it took. And I'm just happy that the journey is over because it's a pretty big accomplishment for myself. I've had this goal for four and a half years. It's been a long time. Like that's a full degree of really focusing on one exercise in particular. And I want to kind of go over the story of how it went because it was not just you know worked there was a lot of ups and downs and i kind of want to talk about that because i think a lot of people see the end story but they don't see the work put into it i'm really excited about having this conversation though and the goal i'm obviously referring to is the 500 pound deadlift goal i had for myself and there was a lot of uh, challenges that came with this goal and it definitely took longer than i thought it would but i'm happy i stuck with it because it took well it took forever I still consider this to be like one of the major accomplishments of my life, especially because when you're focusing on uh, such a significant strength goal, it really is not like, you know, you can't buy your way to the end here. You can't, you know, half fast it. It really is something that requires a lot of direct work and it's all strength focused. So it's, it's one of those, you know, you can't outsource this. You can't delegate it. This is something that's like you got to put the work in or else it's not going to happen. So the, genuinely, this is like probably one of the major accomplishments of my life so far. And I really kind of want to talk about that journey because it was a uh, very up and down. So I think the first thing is like why I decided to do this goal. So I finished my first degree. I took a kinesiology degree. That was my first degree. And I was working at a gym. And the first thing I wanted to do was like, all right, you know, I talked to my friend and I was like, we should compete in a powerlifting meet. And kind of at that point, I also set myself as not um, not a goal for that meet, but like in general, I was like, I want to deadlift 500 pounds. This is a goal I really want to accomplish. This is something that's very important to me. And I decided 500 because 500 to me at the time was a weight that you were undeniably good at the lift. I think there's a lot of like, especially in the powerlifting community, where if you're a certain build or it's like, oh, it's because you're a heavier weight class or because of your biomechanics, uh, femur length, things like that, that that lift, that, that doesn't, it's not as impressive. So to me, 500 pounds was like, no, 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 you're clearly good at the lift. There's no like advantage. Like even if you have an advantage necessarily, it does not mean that it's like doesn't count quite per se. So to me, 500 pounds was the the hallmark of like, you are a good deadlifter. I think that is like, now realistically looking back, I realize that people in their 400s are also very good. And even people in their like lower uh, or higher 300s as like a male is also still a great lift. But at the time, 500 was kind of the lift that was put on a pedestal. So me and my friend, and also we convinced a third friend of mine almost reluctantly to uh, compete as well. We were like, we want to compete. And for myself, that was really the beginning of when it was like, you know, not for this meet, but like in the future, I want to be able to deadlift 500 pounds. And that was kind of the start. So there was kind of a focus on it as well um, on the squat and the bench. 
but uh definitely like the deadlift even to this day has like a special place in my heart compared to like the other lifts um it is for sure my favorite lift of all time even as i'm like working on different goals now i still like already miss it and it's only been like five weeks so we were training kept going uh i hired a coach uh this was an in-person coach at the time who definitely started me off right i started seeing some real results and i had also really plateaued before this so like really the coach helped me out started to increase my lifts um unfortunately a few months into this process i injured my shoulder i was just deadlifting one day it wasn't overly heavy weight at the, even at the time but i did get injured and i had to go to the hospital um which if anybody knows canadian hospitals means that you waited forever uh for them to do seven minutes of doctoring but um you know hurt my shoulder it wasn't anything serious in a sense that like i i could still go back in and lift like a week later but it definitely affected how i would lift and also it was a real bummer because it meant that like with the powerlifting meet so soon by the time that i recovered to lift normally again i pretty much didn't have the prep that i wanted i could have done it but it wouldn't have felt great about it so i ended up not competing while my other two friends did i did watch them and they they did great but yeah i had to miss out unfortunately because of that injury and also uh, because of that injury, it was in my left shoulder. Um, turns out being, you know, I was a contortionist kind of before this slash dancer. And uh, turns out dislocating your shoulder every day for three years is not a good decision. So I had to learn that the hard way and took a lot of rehab and recovery. But, uh, you know, it took years to fix, but, you know, it was all better now. But at the time, it was pretty devastating. Um, I watched them at the powerlifting meet. They did well. And both for myself, it was like, all right, well, like, I want to compete, but I'm going to have to do it at a later time. But it kind of made me more focused and it gave me more time to kind of train and perfect my uh, powerlifting abilities at the time. So I kept training for that. I actually had moved cities in this process. So my in-person trainer became my online trainer. Uh, by the way, the trainer is uh, Chad Hargrove. Shoutouts to Chad. He's an exceptional online coach now uh, i definitely recommend following him uh he's really big now it's kind of cool to know a guy who like was you know i think i knew him in like his first hundred followers and now he's at like 106,000. so it's kind of cool to like see the progress of that and also someone who like is doing really well in the field that i've decided to pursue so that's just a really cool anything i'm getting off topic but we were we went online and i trained more while i was in school and I got to do more practice and time. It ended up being kind of better for me because I definitely have to perfect some technique things that I wasn't doing. And I was able to do my first powerlifting meet. I would say I'm about, I want to say like a year and a half into this goal right now, the 500 pound deadlift. Did the first meet, um, weighed 165 at the time, which anybody who does compete realizes how, or I was 164, which anybody who powerlifts realizes that's, that's devastating because the weight class below that ends at 163. So for about 163, it's in, it's a 74 kilos, whatever that works out to. And I was like 75 kilos at the time. And so I like just weighed over, but I did the meet, um, got a 336 squat at the time. Uh, I had like a 192 bench. Bench has never been something I've ever been good at and i did a 425 deadlift so that was about a year and a half in and i was really happy with that um, as you can see based on the numbers um, deadlifting is something that i've put more focus in 
too, as well as just are naturally better at, for sure. Like, well, I'd say I put just as much work into squat and deadlifting at the time, but deadlifting just skyrocketed and uh, squatting got better, for sure, but did not improve as fast. And I would say, like, I started at about, I want to say, like, 315 is kind of when I started the school a year and a half before. So... You know, this is 110 pounds in like a year and a half, which is fantastic. That's awesome. Um, but that was kind of where I started. And so did the first powerlifting meet, loved it. Um, almost immediately signed up for another one three months later. And uh, I actually weighed in lower for the second one. I was 160. I can do this all in pounds because kilos just gets confusing. But I was 165 for the first meet. And I was actually 157 for the second meet. So I lost eight pounds in three months and not really intentionally. I had gotten a new job that was very active and it was a lot of work. Uh, it was like a waitressing or waiter job, waitressing waiter job that I ended up uh, just cause I was moving around a lot and I was always dehydrated that I ended up just losing a lot of weight unintentionally. But I competed at that meet. Um, squatting got 330 at the time, bench got 205 uh, and deadlifting. Uh, I managed to put an extra 10 pounds. So I went from 425 to 435 in uh, three months. So, and the fact that I had lost weight actually meant that you know that was a pretty good sign. Um, I want to be clear that while this lift counted in competition, this would not have been uh, the technique that I would recommend to my clients today. Um, you know, counted in the meat, like I got it to the top, but like it was not pretty and. Uh, there was some pretty serious uh, spinal flexion uh, looking back at that video. But yeah, that was kind of, that was actually the last meet that I competed in. Um, I got first place in my weight class, which felt awesome. Um, but, and then I started to, you know, I had the idea of powerlifting afterwards. And I think I, there was kind of a part of me that like wanted to do it again. But I think for myself, the competitive atmosphere of the powerlifting actually ruined it for me in a weird way. Um, I think I felt, you know, a little bit self-comparison, comparing myself to other people and never feeling strong. So I decided after a long period of time, and I would say I was in denial about competing for about like a year and a half, that I wasn't enjoying the process this way and I would rather just train for strength, still train for those lifts, but especially the deadlift, but not for a competition necessarily. Now this is really like the part of the story that I think um, gets missed a lot where I had a very serious plateau in my training. Now, like I look back and it was probably a good, well, I'm going to say we're like two years at this point after the second meet. And I want to say like there's a good year and a half where like the, the, the benefits of what I was doing was pretty minimal. Um, so as you can, you know, the first year and a half, I went up 110 pounds. The uh, years after that, I went up 20, I want to say, uh, 20 with questionable form. So this was a very serious plateau. I was still working on it, but it was pretty frustrating, especially because it was a lift that I took a lot of pride in. It was very, you know, again, like a very special place to my heart. And I decided not, I wasn't competing anymore. And it was frustrating not to see any real progress. I had a very serious uh, locking out issue. Could pretty much get anything off the ground but wasn't able to lock out and even though i was training myself at this point like later and i decided to train myself uh, i think that was part of the very serious plateau is that while i was good at training other people um 
I think there was a little bit of denial that I would value from also having a coach at the time. And eventually after that serious plateau, I was like, all right, I need some help here. I haven't made progress in forever. So I did hire a coach. Uh, he's still my coach today, actually. Uh, his name is Dylan Hines. You can find him at Hines underscore strength. Uh, he's not as big on Instagram currently, although I keep encouraging him to because he's so knowledgeable and I think he would be great for the social media platforms. But uh, definitely recommend his stuff. But he helped me out. We worked on a program. I managed to do a 477 deadlift with him. And this was about a little under four years into the process at this point. And it was also one of the first, like, I want to say noteworthy increases I've had since that 435 at that meet. So we're looking at like two years before I actually like really hit like another significant increase in strength. And so I hired him. He put me on like a really good program, watched for my form, you know, gave me the accountability I needed to stick with it and the proper accessories and uh, immediately showed results, which was uh, amazing. And so basically, you know, we're coming back to, you know, this is the beginning of 2019 now. So we're getting closer to the end. And basically 2019 was year of the deadlift. I really can't, you know, uh, the beginning of the year, I did like some bench and squat. And I was literally, by the time I got to around May, I was like, I do not care about squatting and benching right now. This is not, I really, you know, I'm a 477. I can taste the 500. It's so, so close. So I really want to get this this year. That was the kind of the goal. And I was really determined. So I hired a coach. Uh, we worked on lifts together. Um, I tried a little bit more focus on briefly on conventional deadlifting as well. Well, I had conventional deadlifting in the program. Sumo has always felt better for my build, but I tried a little bit of conventional as well. Um, got a 465 conventional uh, and training at one point. So that was great. But I think me and the coach both agreed or the coach and I, grammar's hard, that Sumo just made more sense to keep pursuing. So we're getting near the end of the program and, you know, kind of like, all right, I want to peak for this in the next like two months. And I really like, let's go for the 500. Um, I also want to point out that I had tried 500 about five or six months before and it like barely budged off the ground. I think that was like a very important, um, and also like not getting anything off the ground was a very, um, unique problem most of the time i get anything off the ground it was logging out so when i tried 500 and didn't get you know, even uh, you know go off the ground i was like well this sucks um but training was going really well form was getting a lot better i was developing a lot better skills and locking out so i was like all right dylan let's like prep for this and like go for this 500 because i feel like i'm ready and we did like a two-month program with the idea that it would end in me attempting the 500. And so this was probably, I don't think I've ever been so determined in my life to like the training, the nutrition, the mindset was all like, this was like, like real tunnel vision was like, this is the goal. This is what I'm getting. Nothing else matters. I don't think I drank the whole time. I want to say, not that I drink that much now, but like, uh, you know, like really focused on nutrition, really focused on crushing the lifts, focusing on the technique. Um, we trained for it. I got like a four, um, I did like a 455 for two and a 462 for two. And that was kind of the last heavy day 
before the meet and then we took like a week off just to like um make sure that i was rested for the actual day now the day itself i also really focused on making it the perfect scenario as possible so i went to my gym on a day that i knew wouldn't be busy so it was like sunday early afternoon i actually hired one of the trainers just to move the weights for and like not move sorry not move he didn't like lift for me but he uh, set up the weights for me so i gave him a list of like i want 135 then 225 and 315 etc and i was like these are the order that i want i want you to set up this lift for me so that i don't waste extra energy setting up the weights itself because especially when you get into like that higher amount not that it's like completely tiring but like if you're trying to save all your energy for that one lift. I didn't want to get too tired from setting up the weights so that I wouldn't be able to lift it myself. Cause I knew the 500 like really could have gone either way. And I just, whatever um, chances, I didn't want to take any chances. So I paid him for an hour of coaching at the time. Uh, I really appreciate it. His name is David. Uh, he's a really nice guy. And I got him to like kind of make sure, I also wanted to make sure that I had like a second eye to make sure like that lift counted. And I think that was also as well, cause sometimes you can't tell when you're like deadlifting yourself if you're like fully locked out or are your knees fully locked out or your hips locked out? Like, are you all the way to the top? So I also wanted like a second eye to be like, did this count? And so again, very nice guy, I appreciate. But yeah, I literally paid a person to like set up weights for me that day. Um, had like an energy drink, which I like almost never have. So when I do, it like really hits me hard and did the lift and yeah, it felt really good. I did, you know, 135, 225, 315, 405, 445. And then I decided to do uh, 501 afterwards. So I added, I wanted one pound on there because like this counts. <laughs> I'm over 500. There's no deny that if this lift counts, then it counts. And uh, the lift was hard. Uh, again, I would not say that this was the most impeccable form. Although it wasn't, uh, compared to my last PRs, it was still better than the other PRs I had where like my back didn't just you know become you know round city. But yeah, uh, I got the lift. It was super difficult. Uh, it took like everything out of me. I think I could have had maybe one more attempt afterwards, but after that I would have been like, just a just a wreck but i did get the lift i was very excited about it um super thrilled uh freaked out on social media and things like that the whole thing i didn't get on video honestly that part would just like i think it was just too nervous and it was one of those things that i was like if i videotape myself as well then that would have just been like that extra thing that might not have gotten me the lift again like i was really like what is the best scenario that i can set myself up for this lift because it was so important to me but yeah, that's pretty much the the main parts of the story. And I think one of the things I kind of want to mention here is the kind of two things. One is that major goals like that take a long time. I think looking back, I could have made this four and a half year goal into a three year goal, but it was still, you know, a lot of trial and error, a lot of different variations of deadlift of practicing, figuring out if I was, you know, a sumo lifter or a conventional lifter. I actually did conventional for like the first two and a half years exclusively. So switching to sumo was not like, it wasn't always sumo at the beginning. And I had to kind of learn that, oh yeah, sumo actually like does fit my build a little bit better. 
but hiring a coach like shout outs to chad who kind of like really started me off and got me in the process and then like dylan who really pushed me uh you know metaphorically into the end zone for that so i i really appreciate both of their help they were so amazing when they're coaching and i highly recommend both of them if you ever have the chance to work with them for uh strength-based goals but it was really tough um again like four and a half years it took like we're talking like longer than a degree to complete and uh yeah like i'm i'm ecstatic now i i can't i'm finally happy that i'm able to do this podcast um and i got so much support from the people that follow me online as well just being like you know they saw the journey from step by step and how nice they were you know always supportive and like none of them were like you can't do it or like any of the hate you might hear on social media uh no they were super supportive and i really you know i thank them for that too because like positive positive vibes go a long way i know it's kind of like a hippie way of me to say that but being positive about your goals and having the positive support, even from people online who don't necessarily know that well, went a long way. Uh, I definitely plan on pursuing other deadlift goals in the future. Currently taking a little bit of a break and focusing more on squat and bench because again, like 2019 was year of the deadlift, which means it was also kind of year of the not squat and bench. So I'm focusing more on those now. And especially now, uh, the disparity between my squat and deadlift had always been pretty significant, but now it's now it's insane. I think it's like, uh, what is it officially? 140 pounds difference. So like, we gotta fix that. That's, that's, that's a problem. But I appreciate everyone who listens to this, to be honest, this was such a big part of my uh, deadlifting or my lifting journey just in general uh, deadlifting has always been a big thing to me it's always made me feel the most badass um, similar with my clients as well now who they also makes them feel bad badass and I definitely will have more deadlifting goals in the future but this was a bit this, this was genuinely like one of the greatest achievements of my life for sure like top three for sure if not arguably number one I don't know yeah I don't know how you would quantify like whether finishing a degree is more than deadlifting 500 pounds i don't know how you compare those two but that i would say is i was very happy to complete it and super happy for all the support that i had along the way again i can't recommend uh, chad hargrove uh, you can find him i think it's chad hargrove one officially his account's huge you'll find him uh and dylan hines um at hines underscore strength both of these are on instagram i wouldn't recommend like they they're so knowledgeable and they help me out so well and i've become a better both um athlete and a better coach through both of them they taught me a ton so i want to thank everybody who does listen to this and if they have any other questions definitely you know about the journey or want to you know hear more about kind of like my thoughts on deadlifting progressions and things like that uh, definitely reach, reach out to me um, at training strong women uh, you can find me on twitter at mark.breeden you can find me on facebook as mark breeden and definitely let me know. I love talking about this journey. So if you definitely have any questions about that or any part of the sections, because we, we went over a lot in, you know, under 25 minutes. So definitely let me know if you have any questions. But yeah, thanks for listening. And I'm just happy that I get to share this story. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marky Mark in the Fitness Bunch. If you are looking for training and you want to become a strong, confident lifter, I highly encourage you to check out the Badass Lifter program. That's my one-on-one -on -one program where I help women to 
you know, really focus on becoming stronger, more confident, and focus on goals that are outside of aesthetics or weight loss. And so common goals like deadlifts, pull-ups, push-ups, basically whatever you want to work on that makes you feel more confident as a lifter and just feel more badass and build inner confidence. I will put uh, a link below to the program if you want to apply there. But if that's what you're looking for, I highly encourage you to check it out. And thanks again for watching the episode.